It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What it is, it's Tyrus. I'm out sick this week. Wink, wink. But don't worry, we're revisiting one of our many classic episodes, so sit back and enjoy the best wrestling podcast on the market. This is Tyrus and the Wiseman. Enough said. What it is, welcome to another exciting adventure of Tyrus and Temp. This is a special edition called Three Wisemen with a question mark, explanation mark. I have assembled some great minds like myself uh, from across the country, my NWA brethren, uh, former, and I'm still, it's hard to say, and I apologize, but actually both of you are formers. <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only reigning, defended, undefeated, undisputed NWA world television champion. That's me, Tyrus. And then I have uh, my, I guess we're good friends sometimes, as long as our interests don't cross. Uh, final form, Chris Adonis. And he recently, up, he recently lost his championship, although under suspicious circumstances. And then, of course, uh, my good brother, my cousin, and again, as long as uh, his interests don't cross mine, uh, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, uh, the great Trevor Murdoch. What it is, fellas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I know it's a little hard to get that out of your mouth, you know what I'm saying, but uh, I'm glad you got me here. Yeah, oh, no, I'm glad we yeah, were able yeah. to get it. You know, we were all, I was just thinking about that before we went on air today. I mean, we were all riding high, all champions. And now look at that. You are the last man standing, Tyrus. You're the last man with a championship. Trevor and me are devastated, but, uh, you know, we're still champions in my eyes, I think. I, I think for the purpose of this, we are all uh, still champions, although I'm the only one yes. who's actually sitting here with one in his hand. But that's that's my that's my story. Yeah, it's, so, I love all the I love all the daggers he throws as he as he adds a compliment to you. There's just yeah, a little dagger that sticks right under there. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. I I support my friends and uh, family members even when they're failures. I stand <laughs> behind them six feet distance, not just for the CDC, just so I don't have to catch you when you fall again. But I am there for you guys, and I, I care about you guys, and I'm, yes, I'm exploiting you to do my work today so I can get a paycheck at your expense. And I and I recognize that, and I thank you. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule. Now, for the four people listening in the world who don't know who you are, uh, just a little bit of background Final form Adonis, we'll start with you because you were not always final form Adonis. Now, I'm just going to add this. You and I met in a different walk of life as civilians. We worked together at a little chop shop bar restaurant uh, called Saddle Ranch in uh, Van Nuys, California. Is that the closest city or is it? Yeah. Uh, well, Burbank. West. I mean, yeah, Burbank. Oh, the Studio City one. Yeah, yeah Studio, Studio City. City. Yeah, Studio City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, man. That was uh, something. We go back all the way. We always kind of think about that. It's just a trip that we met there before uh, we ever broke into wrestling. And look at us now. Yep. And then you were young, though. I mean, you were. you both have 
unbelievable stories on, on how you guys got into the wrestling business. And uh, Adonis, you were a baby. I mean, literally a baby. I think you were bouncing clubs at what, 17, 18? Yeah, you know, I started working out like crazy once I decided I wanted to be a pro wrestler around like the age of 15 or 16. And then like by the time I got to 18, I just looked much older than I actually was. So that's why I was uh, bouncing in clubs already. I think when you saw me, I might have only been 17. It wasn't even. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you were a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and then, yeah, I got signed around uh, 18 years old and was in OBW by the age of 19. So, uh, and then, you know, I had met you before that. And then, I met Trevor actually shortly, uh, what is shortly into my maybe first year on WWE on television, I believe. Yeah, you were, you were, I mean, real fresh, bro. That the masterpiece gimmick was on fire. I remember uh, just being a young guy coming out there and just like, Jesus, he looked like a million dollars. Yeah, he was, for, and I use the term baby, but he was a beast. And when the owner of the company, the great Vince McMahon, says you are a masterpiece, he's seen some. He's seen some. He's seen some specimens. So uh, the nickname uh, fit. Sometimes it doesn't, but in, in your case, it did. And then Trevor is. I would. I would literally call him the working man's wrestler. Now you studied under the tutelage of, of the the immortal, the great Harley Race, and you have another distinction to which I don't. I don't. I can't think of. Anybody from our era that has ever done this, you never went to developmental. You literally walked off the street and went straight to TV, which is unheard of in our time. Because usually, guys, when you get signed, I got signed, Chris got signed by WWE, you go to developmental. And then basically you fight through crabs in a bucket, and then they sift through the top guys, and then you end up being the ones going on TV. Where you never, if memory serves, you've never, you were never in developmental, correct? I could I couldn't tell you what the parking lot looked like to be honest with you like no I I got lucky in the aspect of you know when they say right time right place um, that's all that happened to me I got a chance to uh, do a one of my like eight or nine tryouts and I was going back and forth to Japan and I really wasn't expecting to get a job but this was when you know I don't know if we want to get controversial you know Chris Benoit was there. And hey, I was, was under, I was a Chris Benoit guy. I mean, up until okay. the tragedy, we all no one knew. We all loved right. Him. So yeah. Well, re remember when he would do his 500 squats before yep. each match as a warm up? Well, I knew he was a big you know Japan fan, and I just gotten out of spending six months in the dojo. Um, so I started doing some um, some stretches to get his attention, which did got a conversation going with him. And uh, he went and spoke to Johnny Ace and got me, you know, got me a match that night. And after all those years of working hard, I'd finally gotten someone's attention and literally got offered a job that night, was supposed to go to developmental. Um, a week later, they said, we're going to tag you with this guy named Lance Cade and see what you guys look like. And one weekend later, there's, you know, I think five weeks later, we were doing vignettes. And I think four weeks after that, we were world tag team champions. So, I mean, that is, uh, I hate to use the word Cinderella story, but it wasn't because you worked. And honestly, you trained under Harley Race. I don't know what developmental really could have done for you. Oh, well, yeah. Like, he, he was probably, he was a guy that held, you know, held everybody to his standards. You know what I mean? My first three months there, 
um, I got sick every single day. And it, for him, he was smoking a cigarette while we're doing training and we're sucking in all this. And he's laughing, you know, and Chris, <laughs> you've been around him. You smoking the oh, cigarette yeah. around everybody. Um, oh, yeah. We're doing squats, pushups, jumping jacks, and he's, you know, smoking in the training area. And, but who's going to argue with him? That's no, every me. wrestler, every wrestler I've ever spoke to has always been as pointed to him as being the man, him being the toughest guy. I want a badass. Total, right? Like no one. Total badass. Like a I've kind never badass though. You know what I mean? Like my experiences of him was very, he was very kind and so nice to me, but you still knew and you, you could tell that this dude was just a total badass. So it was like, I don't know. That was my experience. I just thought he was a total, like, I don't know. I just, he was one of the uh, best experiences I had in the, in the wrestling business. I know Trev, you had a lot more obviously than me, but uh, I spent a little time over the, in WLW. He had me be the champion and stay with him and BJ. And uh, it was definitely a huge education for me. Even just the few times I came out. He was the epitome of someone who didn't have to tell you he was a badass. You just no. looked at him and knew, you know what I mean? That aura, that yeah. real, um, I don't know. It's kind of a sixth sense. I don't know. Have you, you know, ever you know. met anyone who told you they were badass and they actually were? Here's my ass kicking business card, sir. And everyone's like, Whoa, look ass. at this guy's resume. He's 47 and 0 in bar fights. Like, we got to stay out of this guy's, he yeah. keeps stats. He He's so good. He yeah. keeps stats. Yeah, you can't call yourself a badass, and you can't call yourself the goat. Those are two things. No, that are just no, off and left. you also can't tell you everyone you're good looking. That, that's another thing I find that when people. Well, I don't know. I, I, Chris, I just, yeah, that's a that's a hit. Chris, well, Chris Masters, yeah, the Adonis Final Form. I mean, I. Uh, well, honestly, the nicknames kind of said it all. You know, Trevor and I, we. We chose a more humble path. I mean, we are literally <laughs> five or six sit-ups away from having abs if we so choose to. But, you know, we like we just keep ourselves humbled and, you know, and guys like you are a little more frail, you know, in we don't want you guys to feel no, upset. No, 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 so, no. Know, I wouldn't say frail. I'd say high maintenance. Yeah, high, yeah. That's a lot of a lot of baby. You, you use things like baby oil and, you know, and you got physique like, enhancer, my friend. It's yes, physique enhancer. Yeah, it's there my you baby. go. What, what I like to tell everybody, God. God gave me a body to work, boys. That's that's how yeah. it works around here. Yeah, and I, I I try to work as less as possible now as I get wiser. <laughs> but you know, my my Harley story is not great. He basically fired on me uh, in the hallway. He gave me a right, a headbutt, and uh, he said, "Kid, I can make money with you." We tore. I you'd have to put. I'd put me over every night. <laughs> it's like I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Did that really? Did that really happen? Oh yeah, yeah. He walked out. I was in God. the hallway, and I stuck my hand out, and I was like, "Mr. Race, it's an honor and a pleasure to meet you." He took, he squeezed, he gave me a man shake. It wasn't that that working brother thing I hate with the three fingertips. Uh, and then as oh, I went, no, nobody does that. Hold on, nobody does that anymore. Let's no. clarify. Yeah. If anybody no. does do that, that they don't really get it. You know no. what I mean? Like uh, they're not in the brotherhood. Yeah, I always what, thought they had a hand disease. You guys have all. Dude, been we have, do you need to elaborate on what that is? You might want to, just for anybody listening in pro okay. wrestling. We have this very light handshake. You want to actually tell them, Tyrus? Uh, so, yeah, because yeah, I have the microphone. So, uh, basically, <laughs> in the kayfabe world, is when you meet another wrestler and you shake hands, 
the light of the handshake is how is the, the it means how he works. I work light, brother. I'm a worker. So it's like three fingers instead of a full handshake. But it's horrible yeah. if you go in for a, a regular handshake and it's like you're these three little claw fingers just kind of caress. It's a horrible experience. I don't like it's it. It's the most uncomfortable thing yeah. in the world. Brother. Yeah, it's like I, it's, I it's like a man walking up to you and like blowing in your eye. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way I can describe <laughs> it. You just you want it over. You don't know why it happened. So I always just went in for real handshakes. I I could not stand yeah. that. I could not stand yeah, that. I'm a worker, brother. You know. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. It really is. Yeah. So uh, for those of you at home, we we do full handshakes on here, and NWA, um, you know, we're a, we're we're a full handshake that. company. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Handshakes. Yeah, handshakes go a long way. And if you don't want to yeah. shake hands, we're good with a fist pump or a head nod. But yeah, I, yep. I shook hands with him, and as I went to let go, he held on, and I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> And then uh, it came, boom, boom. Yes, the headbutt. And I, I sold it, and then he's like, Are you yeah, better? We could, we could have made some money." And, uh, I said, <laughs> and I got, amazing. you know, it's crazy because I got that a lot. Uh, the only one was uh, Dory Funk uh, Junior said, "Hey, Funkasaurus, you owe me some money for the name." And I said, "Oh my goodness." Oh, that's yeah, Funk. I didn't think about it. He's like, "It's all right. It's all right. It looks good on you." So I always did well with the with the old school guys, the guys, the hacksaw Jim Duggins, the guys who did the work, the King Hakus, the guys who uh, didn't always get all the the bright lights. Although Harley was the man. If you look at some of his stuff from the seventies, I mean, he was pimped out. I mean, he definitely had some brother influences because his afro was on point, and some of his outfits, oh my God, you're the right. color collages. The, only he could rock green and, and yellow and make it look good. With like the, he he has well, some, and with the chops too. Now, oh yeah. Oh, he had the, the chops. He screamed Very Cadillac. Important. He screamed Cadillac. Like he's driving a Cadillac. You can't have chops and afro like that and not be driving a Cadillac. I mean, he was well, just. And he would. He would tell you, "I got a new one every single year, Trevor." Yeah. <laughs> and that's hey, how we talk. All, all I keep thinking is, "Thank goodness you sold for him." You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. very important. Yeah. No. No. It, it, it's because if you don't sell, it's going to last longer. Yeah. You know. And then the worst part is you're going to get stiffed. And then when someone mm. sees you, they're going to go, "Hey, that that." Kid over there is the <laughs> he can't. Yeah, that's, a, that's the part I'm most worried about. Yeah, I just want to impress him with my selling that. He, yeah, so they he don't, can yeah. have my high opinion and you know not say anything bad. Yeah, the one thing you're forgetting though is that he had Tyrus by the grip, and if you've ever shook Harley Race's hand, that was like a vice-like grip that he didn't want. If he didn't want to let you go, you weren't going anywhere. No, and I and I uh, recognized uh, I recognized because I crush apples, so I recognize grip strength. Uh, when I when I see it, and he had, he was there. He he was there. He he had that, and he had the old man strength, which I'm excited. The next few years, I'm hoping uh, my old man strength comes in, and I can't wait to uh, try it out. So I'm really excited about that. But um, so yeah, we all have extensive backgrounds, and we all know our wrestling history, which I think is important today. And uh, how we all kind of came in the NWA together has really just been a fun thing. It's one of, people always talk about, you know, we don't talk about matches and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I just, and one of the reasons why we're doing this here is I just love our locker room. I think we have the most fun, just boys get to be boys locker room uh, out of any company. They, they might have brighter lights, better TV deals, but they, our locker room is, is the best. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, I, I don't think I'm alone with that one. I, I totally agree with you 100%, bro. Um, one of the things that 
what makes our locker room great, and it's going to sound bad from the outside, is there's a lot of wounded soldiers in that yeah. locker room. Oh, yeah. A lot of an amazing, talented guys that if somebody would have just maybe pulled the trigger or some sort of, you know, guys, we've all, we've all been in the business, and they're probably going to have to they're going to have to edit this out. But, like, we've dealt with the horse that stopped us from getting to that next level. And our locker room is full of those guys, and they all care about each other, and they all – Bunch of has-beens, never-wases, should-have-beens. Yes. Yeah. Just kill no, it. I, I think, uh, you know, and I, just to kind of um, follow up on that is I think uh, we all got chips on our shoulders. You know what yeah, I mean? And we yeah. all got uh, – but we all also uh, were – you know, we're all rolling in the same direction as far as what we believe uh, pro wrestling, how it should be presented. Uh, and it's not that, uh, you know, NWA, a lot of people think old school, but I think the, the product that we have is very contemporary. So you got a lot of guys who are coming into their own, man. Think about the territories. People didn't figure out who they were until sometimes 8, 10, 12 15. years. All of, yeah, so like really there's a bunch of guys who are just figuring out kind of really who they are. And WWE, for whatever reason, you know, they either slipped through the cracks or they gave up on us or whatever everybody's in the little story is. But, and I think that's what's uh, showing in some of the product and it's going to gather us a lot of uh, viewership as we go forward here. You know, well, uh, let's, uh, go, can I, can I expel yeah, on that too? Yeah, go, please. If we if we look back at the we look back at WWE the stars that they relied on the guys that were super over they were in their thirties they they traveled the world they had experienced something and those are the guys that were able to go out there and make magic with anybody um, John Cena is a prime example of going in there with guys who know how to work and being able to come out being just as good as they are yeah you know and I always oh. think of two people. Uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff used to say to me, he said, it takes 150 matches before you even figure out how to breathe. And, yep. and uh, yeah. I, I, I did never understood that, but I see it sometimes in the ring. And then uh, Stephen Regal would always say he hated TV, what TV's done to wrestling, because TV's so fast and guys never have time to learn. So you, it's, it's just oh. so fast. He's you need like, time. You, you know, have time it takes years to learn emotional investment. Yeah, it's like I try to. It's yeah. kind of like you go into a karate class, and there you have to be a black belt in four days. You know, what I'm saying? Right. like, and that's pretty much, and that's TV, and that's the way the world is now. And and uh, does it hurt the product? Sure, but um, at the same time, the world. I think changes. that's what helped make us stand out now, though. Yeah, like we were. I feel like we're the most in your face product like a fan can sit down and be like and see everything we're doing the contact that we're making um i know there's several gentlemen out there that are probably wishing they wouldn't have wrestled me uh yeah. because of the product we're delivering on nwa man like that's that's why i think we're going to stand out from everybody else you know what else is the fact and it's a bunch of one-upsmanship like all we do <laughs> is compete with each other in a healthy way it's like some oh trend, yeah Trevor oh, yeah. does a promo, then, he'll walk through, and I'm like, game on, you know. Or I we, think that's I think that's the best part, right? Like, is that like everybody gives feedback to each other too? It's like we're all wanting everybody to do as good as they can, and that's kind of a nurturing environment. I mean, and it, it is. It's still it's very important that it's still competitive because yeah, that's because how it is. you know. You know Trevor yep. gets on the mic and I'm watching him. And of course I want him to do well. And then I'm like, okay, oh, all right. And then as he walks by, I'm like, game on. You know, Masters yes, comes sir. in. Oh, okay, game on. Let's go there. Let's see who's got yes. who gets the game ball for the day. And uh There's a lot of there's a lot of hold my beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. 
Yeah, you. Although, hands down, the best photograph in the history of our time in the NWA is when Trevor won the championship and is sitting in his gear with a beer in his hand, and it's in black and white. And truly, uh, if if I wasn't had the ego that I have, that picture would be up in my office because it's truly one of my like that is the realest special yeah. picture ever. You know, and uh, it wasn't planned. The guy just took it. You know, so it, yeah. it was great. Hold on to your steering wheels, folks. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, speaking of our locker room, we just don't talk about wrestling in our locker room. We talk about everything under the sun, and everyone's a leading expert on nothing. Um, but we all have something to say, and we all we rally around each other because it is a tough business. So one of the things I wanted to show today, because the reason why this isn't called the three cool guys from the NWA, is this is called three wise men. So, But we had to talk about who we are because this is our first episode. But... Uh, we're going to incorporate what I do a little bit with Fox is we do we cover stories. And I sent you guys two stories to get your expert opinion. And literally, we are covered all the bases. Chris is in California. Trevor is in – where are you at this week? I'm in Missouri. I'm actually He's in Missouri. He's in Missouri in the Midwest. Should have been Nebraska, but I'm not judging. I'm in New York, <laughs> and it should have been Boston, but I'm in New York. So, all right, so I'm going to read the story. This is how this works. I'm going to read this story, and then you guys are going to give your expert opinions on whether this is a real story, fake story, or what they could do to prove Or you add your insight so the viewers can better uh, digest the knowledge in which we're going to spew. We're, gonna, we're showing them that, and this might be a mistake on my part, because up to now I've been the unicorn. So I'm not sure if this is a good move for me or not, you know, because I don't want to hear, well, we were going to book you, but apparently uh, Adonis is available and Trevor's available. And then, of course, oh. you know, then, then of course, game on. Mean girl stuff starts happening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the monkey one first. So. See, once we get successful, I'll have an actual producer to read this stuff. But, you know, we're not there yet. So. uh the story is chimps off the old block. Spider monkeys, monkeys regularly eat fruit containing alcohol. Study finds shedding light on why we have a taste for booze. Biologists from UC Berkeley collected fruit that had been eaten and discarded. They were collected from black-handed spider monkeys. What? On the island in Panama. They discovered that the fruit typically had an alcohol, alcohol concentration of 1% or 2%. Trevor, what's beer? Isn't that... Beer is usually 2.5. Okay, so basically they're having a can of beer. All right. Yeah. The new study supports the drunken monkey hypothesis and increases our understanding of how the love of alcohol first formed in the human brains. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's you're, – you're, in my opinion, you're stretching a little bit. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, is, is this – Making a bigger argument. Is this going into a bigger argument of like evolution? Yes, are we saying, yeah, thank are we just you. Saying? Yes, final form. Yeah. Basically, they're saying that uh, in our family tree, 
if you believe in evolution, and and I know it's just the theory, but yeah. it kind of sticks. But um, that our our ancestors came from the same path. And since they're seeing it in, in monkeys now, then there's a good chance that our ancestors also looked for fruit to get drunk. So uh, basically they're saying that we have been alcoholics since the beginning of time is what I'm what I'm gathering from that. I, but it's a lot of pressure being a monkey in a tree. You got to worry about well, trying to eat you all the time. I'd want a beer or two every now and again. Well, on top, I think it's not, not so much that we're alcoholics. It's just the the plain fact that like even though we're they're animals just like humans we all need to take a break for a minute and chill the out you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah like, i mean it's two percent it's not like <laughs> you know it's not like they're doing <laughs> shots you know I'm, I'm sure there's that one monkey but here's the thing about drunk monkeys you get, you get <laughs> that one monkey that one monkey who goes too hard in the paint he walks off in the yeah. jungle gets eaten you know what I'm saying? They ain't no DUI. So that must be the that's the uncle, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that guy. He's just they're like, just have one fruit, Charles, and he, you don't tell me what to do. I have a prehensile tail. I'm still a man, Key. Let me let me just say this, hey, dude. Have you guys? You guys have. I think you guys have been to Australia. I mean, you guys have seen how the koalas. I forgot what the plant it is. They Eucalyptus. Eat, that's it, and they get totally stoned off this plant. So I completely believe that these spider monkeys are consuming the plant and probably enjoying the effects. But to, you know, to link that in terms of evolution to us, uh, and that just feels like a bit of a reach to me. You know what I mean? But I definitely believe the, the spider monkeys like getting drunk, or a bit of a I mean, jump, right? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> monkeys jump. Well, let me ask you a question: If it was just a, a monkey thing, wouldn't all monkeys? go like quote unquote go after that like you, you know what that's an that's a great point cousin because i think it's just circumstance they're in it they just happen to be in their environment the fruit yep. ferments when it's in the sun for, on the tree too long and then they just like it better because it has more yeah. sugar which gives them more energy right. so i think it's more of a uh, less than them like they go to a tree and one goes no no yeah yeah brother it hasn't it hasn't fermented yet <laughs> Hold off, right. man. Hold off, man. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to wait. Is, is it ready? Check it. Check it. Nah, it's not ready, dog. We got to wait another day or two. Then we can Well, then my next question is, I okay, like somebody had to get, if they got the, they got urine from the monkeys. Is that was, how, like, how did they get the sample to uh, find out? I think they pulled them over from a tree and had them take a walk a line or something. <laughs> I have this image of this guy in like a Steve Irwin outfit and a pea cup going, here, yeah. monkey, monkey, yeah. come here, give me a running around. Or a breathalyzer. How do you hold a spider monkey <laughs> down? Get a breathalyzer. Well, we have seen Planet of the Apes. Let's yeah. hope it's nothing like that. Let's hope they're not abducting the spider monkeys and then taking them back to some lab. Studies, testing yeah. their pee and then giving them kind of some kind of super potion where they come out and take over the city. Like, I do not want to live that movie. No. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to think. Can you detect alcohol from I, I don't have an expert, but peeing in a cup, I thought was for like weed and stuff. I didn't know that if you pee in a cup, they could check it and be like, oh, this man has beer in his system. That's a really good question. I, 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 gentlemen, I, I can actually answer that question. Well, thank a, you. a man, a man of the beverage. Um, you can as long as it's within like 12 hours. Yeah, that's. You know they can they can test it. It's it's all just like anything else. It's a time limit because alcohol runs through your system faster than any other intoxicant. I okay, guess. Oh yeah. Imagine 
imagine you're urinating alcohol. I mean, that's straight up alcohol going right through you. So yeah. I imagine well, that would explain why you break to... the seal sometimes. Usually me, it's after the 15th or 16th beer where I break the seal, and then it's, it's all over after that. The night's over after that because you're getting up every five minutes once it, you know, once it goes down. It's like... So don't, don't break the seal. No. Can I ask another question? Like, of this article, like, who was sitting around thinking, you know what, let's, let's figure out if these monkeys are getting hammered? Yeah, well, you like, know what? The- I, I, I think it was one of two things. One, they were in Panama on a really boring biological assignment. Like they had to study the mating habits of caterpillars and moths or something. You know what I'm saying? And like he's sitting there and the monkeys are staring at him and judging him. And then he noticed that a couple of the monkeys were a little more casual than the other ones because they were eating this fruit off the ground. And they're sitting on. He looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, like, like hey. And then, then the monkey like hits on him or, you know, <laughs> like, hey, sir, are you okay? And his monkey call was off. You know, he sounded a little, little drunk, a little tipsy. If you look at the pictures in the article, they're all leaning against a tree. You know what I'm saying? They got their legs up, so they're they're you know they're cat calling him, and they're a little drunk. He's like, I think these monkeys are drunk. And then his English guy scientist is like, by God, I think you're onto something, Smithers. And then they call the institution, and next thing you know, they no longer watching caterpillars hump in the jungle, and they're watching monkeys living their best life, getting faded. Jealous, you know, jealous, jealous, jealous. And you know they tried the fruit. You know they oh, did for sure. You know they did. You oh, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Of course. Because you get a couple here, guys from the south down there, you're going to mess around and have some good moonshine. That's all. Oh, that's where it was headed. Right, I used the words right out of my mouth, man. Monkey shine. Yeah, but here, here's the real crime is I bet you that would, that's probably tax money that's being spent on that type of yeah, research. I knew, the, so I knew you would show up. I knew you would show up. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. And that's, that's the type of stuff that we get. I know that's Panama, but that's the type of stuff people get mad at out here because we – they take our tax money and they spend it on stupid research like this. Yeah, like yeah, because at the end of the day, do, is any of our lives changed differently? That we know that monkeys like to get up on the weekend. Does anyone? Not even close. No, I laughed a little bit. Yeah, you I know, mean, it, I it did put a little them. joy in my heart, and I thought right. maybe I could use that as an excuse sometimes. What happened? How many beers do you have? I didn't have any beer, but I did have an aged orange, so I'm feeling a little, <laughs> feeling a little tipsy, darling. But I was being healthy, so I don't know what that could be. Don't you dare touch that dial, and if you do have a dial, you need an upgrade. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. So our next story is, and if you thought this one was crazy, whoo, the oh boy. monkey's got oh nothing boy. on this one. Uh, oh boy. Boy. I just, just, I look at the picture and I go, there's a lot going on in this picture. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Demi boy. Lovato, Lovito, Lovato says it's derogatory Lovato. to call extraterrestrials aliens. That's just so woke. Uh, Demi Lovato <laughs> is promoting their, promoting a new show unidentified with Demi Lovato. I think we've identified you, which explores UFOs. Lovato said they don't like the term alien. 
as it's derogatory towards anything. So they these oh these, my god. In, okay, Lovato said they <laughs> will never that? be. They'll never said they will never have a song. She will never have a song entitled "Aliens," despite thinking it's a cool idea. So uh, she has said that she believes it's derogatory to call them extraterrestrials or aliens. So. Um, and then the, the so interviewer then the interviewer got cocky and asked her if she would ever release a song titled Aliens, to which the star said no for very specific reasons, Trevor. Uh, specific. Yeah. She is a believer I, in extraterrestrial life, and uh, the, the, it just well, it, it sounds she's cool. she's spoken to them. Oh, yeah. She's spoken to them because she knows that they don't like to be referred to. Like that. So. Yeah, and they, you know, when you're dealing with songs about beings from another planet or in space, the song would definitely not be called Aliens. My fans should know that I do not call them aliens because alien is a derogatory term for anything, even extraterrestrials, which is why I call them ET. So I think it's important um, to the, for the rest of this conversation, we do not use the A word. Okay, guys? Yes. Lovato was asked again if a song like this could be in the cards for them, but the singer said no. They were not considering the idea, but fast on their feet. Anything could change. And, um, you know. My brain pauses when I read this or hear this kind of stuff, man, because there are so many more important things in the world to talk about than aliens. Uh, That. She, I watch your mouth, Trevor. I live in the yeah, hey, hey, so it's hey, ET, so sir. You, I, 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 I don't know. Aren't us normal folks around here? Yeah, because Chris Masters is actually speaking. Uh, Adonis is actually speaking in uh, alien terminology uh, right now. Oh, look, damn it. Look, look. So, sorry, sorry. God, ET. listen, listen, <sighs> listen, listen. It's, it's This is so ludicrous that it has to be exactly what you said. There has to be some kind of woke contest that we don't know about. And she's going for the supreme wokeness of the final form or woke. something like that. Yeah, like the highest level of woke because, uh, I mean, this is just so ridiculous. Like, but, but, and, uh, you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, could you, let's just say for this argument, Trevor, Adon, let's just say this is real. She was sitting eating a vegan sandwich, uh, sipping on the tears of other people's accomplishments, and and E.T. extraterrestrial shows up. Here you are with this supreme being, with all the knowledge of the universe and the world, and the first question you ask is, how would you, what do you identify as? What would you prefer to be called? Is alien, damn it, sorry. Is, is, are you, you're an alien? And the alien goes, ma'am, how dare you? I do not travel halfway parsecs through the galaxy to be called an alien. Oh, hell no. I'm an extraterrestrial. I'm an ET. So you need to take the, your terminology. You know what? We're done. Pack it up. No, you know, you're not getting examined now. You blew it. No tag behind your ear. Wrap it up, fellas. She's using the A word. Oh, hell no. I, really? That's the question you ask for real. I just what you know. You let's be honest though. Where does this really originate from? It really comes from the fact that uh, the term illegal aliens. I think that's the origin, and now they are associating anything that has uh, that reference in it as a negative term. I mean, that's the only thing I can. You know, joking aside, 
come up with in terms of why she would make this connection other than it being a woke contest? So words matter even in space. Well, no, I know why. This girl's an attention seeker. That's what it all comes down to. It's like, what can I say the weirdest, most outrageous, stupidest, possible that gets people's attention yeah we're real talking news, about it yeah real news isn't isn't uh isn't exciting for anybody anymore we're we're talking about demi lovato talking about aliens man and people are are interested in that like that's crazy man that's you know ludicrous i just feel huh i just if there was ever a term for illegal alien, and I'm saying alien, screw it. Um, that would be it. You're from another planet, standing in America. You're an illegal alien. You don't have citizenship. So if I'm gonna give somebody, I'm gonna give somebody dirt from like, hey, you're from a different country, and you're coming over here, and you're an illegal alien. If you didn't do immigration properly, I would. If you're going to be in this country, you gotta t- you gotta take the rap. Yes, you're an illegal alien right now, sir. I don't care how cool your UFO is. Is it registered? What DMV did you register <laughs> with? Like, if it's not, you, you need to get a citation and a ticket. I can't drive without a registered vehicle in this country. Why should an alien? So you're very right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like. I feel like she's one of those people that like thinks she's cool with the aliens, but they're not cool with her. You know, y'all been around that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like when you do an autograph signing and the person they assign you, and yes, like somebody yes. will somebody will come over and they'll be like, "Hey, Trevor, excuse me, no, 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 he prefers to be called Mr. Murdoch," and you're like, "What?" But you know what I'm saying? Like, they just involve yeah. themselves to the conversation. They're trying to think of yeah, a wrestler aliens, who's like that. Aliens would be, the aliens would be annoyed with her. It just kind of jumps in all the time when it's like not needed. Oh, Aaron, Idol. That's 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 who it is. Like we'll be talking oh, and then God. Idol will just jump in and just completely change the conversation to fit his needs. You know, and or he tries to like every time I say something, he thinks he needs to have a black dictionary to explain to Trevor what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I don't need a translator. That's you know, uh-huh. so yeah, and uh, this will be good too. Uh, the reason why I'm saying Aaron's name right now is because he's gonna lie to us and say he listened to this and he loved it. So, oh, perfect. So when perfect. we ask him at, at the next taping, yep. uh, and yep. he says he loved it, we're like, what's your favorite part? And he's going to say, uh, well, everything, uh, you know, you guys had great chemistry and uh, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, even the part where we called you a liar and he'll go, what? Yeah. Like, even the part where I said, I despise Aaron. Yeah. You know, Trevor punched horrible. him for real. I mean, that was a great punch. <laughs> he had it coming. We all cheered the hey, back. Listen, we all have our moments, gentlemen. I was just trying to do one for the boys, you know, and you did just, uh, well played. <laughs> no. no. If you now nah, you gotta tell the truth. That guy's that guy's amazing, man. I, I'm he's I amazing if he doesn't lie it. about listening to this podcast. Now, yes, Aaron, to, be, to Aaron, be fair, we've all been punched by Trevor anyway. So let's you know. well, just <laughs> no. as long as just as long as Adonis don't punch you in the gut. Because if you get yeah. that gut shot, I'm not kicking or, out. Or an elbow. Yeah, or an elbow. I'm not getting like, out. Got- whoa, whoa, wait, what, what about that back chop or stomach chop, right? Yeah. I, I will, you are correct. I, yeah. I apologize. I, and actually, I do it in the ring right before That's I That's just disrespectful. Yeah, he's uh, – oh, I, I avoid you both in battle royals like the plague. <laughs> oh, 
Only a friend will look at you and go, I am so sorry for this, man. Yeah, it, it will heal. Knock the snot out of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, probably the worst thing I ever did in the ring was uh, Fred and uh, when Titus and Fred were tagging together and he was on the wrong side of a, of a clothesline and I wasn't putting up the wrong arm, so I just swung an elbow and just <laughs> whoo, the lights went out real quick. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. man. My bad. I'll just cover now. I don't need to hit a finish. It's cool. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it back, man. Hey, catering on me, bro. Uh, what you want? <laughs> I'll get that, you. Well, you want some ice cream? That, remo- <laughs> that reminds me of a Haku story, man. Uh, as family to you, Mr. Tyrus. Uh, had a young man he was wrestling and was talking too much to Mr. Mr. Haku in the ring. And out of nowhere, Haku breaks character. And of course, we're all, he's got locked room standing room only you know yeah, while yeah he's he's, he's royalty not just the king thing yes yeah. all the boys want to watch what he's doing and he breaks character and uh he yells you know they're gonna have to edit this out but i'll do it myself shut the f- up and smacks the f- out of this guy <laughs> and uh at that moment you realized everything got real yeah and everything got real, real quiet yeah, everyone adjusts their shirt. Like, <clears throat> sounds a lot like the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, <laughs> except uh, Chris wouldn't have, wouldn't have stood there. He would went down. <laughs> he would have went down, and he would stay down and curl up in the fetal position and hope that it was over. He would do his All best, right. baby. You're done. Yeah, you're done. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You know, but on a side note, I think Chris Rock handled that very well. Oh yeah, he I was. He's it- an OG for that one. Because you know why. You know why we all think he handled it great? Because we would he had to keep working. I'm not yep. losing my job. He had a yep. show to do. Think about think about how much he could have killed Will Smith in that moment. And he even had a moment. Oh where he yeah, knew. he caught he himself. Thought about it. He thought about he it. He could have yeah. destroyed Will Smith, but like Chris Rock, man, he's gold. He handled it. He could have killed him. It's okay that he didn't. He didn't even sell the shot. So uh, No, which is even bigger. But yeah, because well, he could have because once not, he Will went and sat down, was he gonna walk back up again? You know what well, I'm uh, yeah. to be honest with you, the way he handled it made you know made himself look better than going over there and you know knocking the knocking the crap out of him, or you know what I mean, or just yeah, or, just, or even just situation. firing on him and hitting him with some real truths. But yeah, hey, you know what it was though. I, I, it was like a, a real life heel turn. Watching yeah. right, you know, this baby face Will Smith. He goes up there and he slaps Chris Rock Ricky and Steamboat. literally. It was a straight up heel. And then the, the whole family basically turned heel that night. It was just unbelievable. And well, even finished it up with a uh, promo at the end that uh, even dug it deeper. So, I got to be honest. Know, I, think, I think Jada's always been the heel. I think she's always yeah, she's always, always been the J.J. Dillon, you know, just trying to turn wow. everybody. And uh, she got it. Yeah. And I, I compared it to like Ricky Steamboat turning heel. We just wouldn't know what to do. We just well, seen a turn well, heel. We'd be like, "What is happening? To why is this happening?" You know. Uh, yeah, it was shocking. I it guess. Was, uh, shocking. Not, I mean, it's, it's probably up there with Hogan's NWA heel turn. It's probably. Oh yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. probably the most. If I compared it to wrestling terms, uh, that was that would probably be it. That that would be my assessment. <laughs> Except, right, like Jada. Jada looks like the puppet master. I mean, so she really is she does Kevin it, Nash think- or Scott Hall? Or both. Oh I think, she's, I think she's Kevin Nash, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Kevin's a well, string. Yeah, I love. You know what? We're not going to do Scott that to was, Scott. Scott was a sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta, but, uh, yeah. Scott all. 
Kevin Nash and I have a running gag, broken beer bottles, and I won't even get into that story, but uh, he and I share the same sarcastic ability to make fun of people while they think they're being complimented. And uh, we did it together at a show, and there was a brotherhood formed after that, and uh, I was told that I would have been allowed to ride in the car with those guys. He was like, yeah, you would have had to roll with us. So I was like, just because we're both just... I mean, there's no other way to explain it. <laughs> Everyone else was crying. I was fake crying. He was fake crying. And we both looked at each other and we're like, yep, you're thinking what I'm thinking. And, uh, fake crying. Fake fine. Crying. Like okay. Okay. You fine. Like, you mean like Cody Rhodes on Monday twice? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, you did say it. You said it. You did say it. And I'm. Just, I, I'm, I'm a hey, good for him, but a certain a certain wrestling legend had passed away, and uh, that particular wrestling legend wasn't very kind to m- myself or to Kevin, and we didn't care for him very much. But everyone else was acting like it was the end of the world, and it happened at a show we were at, and we both just nodded our head down, but we're both tall. And as I looked around to see who was not, he looked at me, and the both of us kind of smirked at each other, and then. He just kind of scooched over towards me, and he's like, I never really liked this guy, did you? I said, no, me neither. I said, I guess we'll just stand here and keep like this. But the two of us didn't realize we were so happy with ourselves. We didn't realize that there was a little uh, Mark kind of guy. It was like He was a guy who brought everyone their jackets and stuff from the ring. was standing there staring at us, and we both turned and looked at him, and we just kind of looked back and smiled, and I just said, Thank God he doesn't have a beer bottle. He goes, yeah, he would have broke it off and tried to kill us. So after that, every doesn't matter what story is like. I'll get a I'll get a text or I'll get a comment on something. Hey, remember that time that guy almost killed us? I'm like, I still have the beer bottle. So, so I guess he's too cool for the, you know what? No, what? No, no. You know who she? She's Eric Bischoff. I said it. That's who she is. <laughs> No, no, no. She's Virgil. She's NWA Virgil. NWO Virgil. Yeah, yeah wow. that one. That wow. bad guy. Yeah. And, and if you're in wrestling terms, you, Virgil's pretty. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's like the red shirt guy in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's always going down. He's, he's going, down. going down. It's going down. So, you know, but hey, fellas, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, where can hey, where can people follow you and, and check you out? Uh, for me, uh, Chris Masters 310 on Instagram and uh, Twitter is at Chris Adonis. And uh, for Trevor Murdoch here, at the Real T Murdoch on, on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, I, I got a little blue check mark next to my name on Facebook, so you can find me on there too. He's he's verified. Yeah, you know, I don't have He's bona fide. He's bona fide. So uh, after 10 years, very, yeah. Facebook believes me. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> who else would that? Who would claim those photos? No, just, I don't think I don't think Adonis will ever be verified because they're like, no, nah, man, that's not you. That's not no. you. <laughs> Especially when they hear his voice. He's got uh, my daughter referred to his voice as a dying gorilla. I'll never forget that. Oh, and, yeah, and, she's brutal. And then every she's time brutal. he would speak, she'd be like, guys, do you guys hear a gorilla dying somewhere? Someone should really oh, do so. It was it, pretty it, good. But, I was I was embarrassed to talk from that point on. Yeah, she's she was seven. But uh, He's a heel. yeah. Hey, man. And of course, I'm on uh, Instagram, Tyrus Smash. And then uh, Twitter, Planet Tyrus, because the jerk who had 
Tyra Smash wouldn't give it to me. So, uh, but it's all good. We got to have different lanes to be in. And then, of course, uh, my book drops April 26th, just Tyrus. You can check it out at uh, Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, and hopefully a lot more bookstores everywhere. So, fellas, much love, man. Thank you, man. And of course, you can catch us all on NWA Power, which is on the Fight Network and uh, YouTube. Uh, shout out to Billy Corgan and NWA staff. I'm sure they're going to be excited to hear this. And then we've got events coming up uh, in June. We got a pay-per-view where I'm sure one of the three of us will be in the semi-main or the main, I would imagine. And uh, We usually are. Yeah, one way or the other. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we've got something coming up in Oak Grove, April 20. 20- Ninth? April 30th. I thought it was April, April 30th. April 30th. It's a Saturday. April 30th, Oak Grove. Tickets still available. You can check it yes, out at NWA Power. Uh, so, yeah. So, for me, the fellas, this has been Three Wise Men. Uh, all right, fellas. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming out. For more podcasts for like us. this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. He's Trevor. That's Adonis. I'm Tyrus. Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear Podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.